0: On Spotify, on Apple Podcasts,
1: on YouTube, for lifelong Saints fans, talking
0: everything Southampton,
1: welcome to the Saints Prime Podcast. Okay, so you join us, it's not straight after the game, it's not going to be our immediate reactions, but it's the day after, it's about um, 5 o'clock Sunday, so we're going to give our reactions, ready for it to go out Monday morning. Good game? 2-0 Two 0 win. It looks looks nice on paper, but we'll go through it on our thoughts as well. Mike, you're at the game. Am I right in saying that?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. And uh, Tizard, how did you see it? Were you able to see it at all?
2: So, uh, happily, I wasn't able to see it. In oh. the fact that okay. I was lucky enough to get it's press box, so you know we're level enough. Very nice. Specs, very but, nice. Um, I was. Yeah, I got back at eight o'clock. As soon as I got in, watch the highlights. Try to, you know, gorge what happens. Try mm. to look at the uh, some of the fan cams as well to try and see what people's opinions were. Yeah, and so uh, yeah, so.
1: Well, okay, nice. That's, well,
2: that's what I got.
1: I saw it on a, a, a even more dodgy stream than normal. Normally, you can find an okay one, but this was really bad this week. But I, d- I was able to see it, and it was. Again, watch their highlights as well to actually see it in decent quality. But to be fair, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good game. Um, we can have a little overall chat, probably about 10 minutes or so. Just give our overall thoughts. And then if you want to go minute by minute, like we've normally done over the last couple of times, we can do that as well. So overall thoughts, leaving the match, Mikey, walking home, 2-0 win. How happy were you?
0: I mean, you've got to be happy, uh, yeah. especially with three points against a team uh, that we should be getting three points against, which yeah. is not something that we usually do. Mm. So yeah, it was it was a good good game, good performance. Uh, shame we didn't get more because we could have got more. Um, but yeah, it, it, I think. That Armstrong goal was just so nice to celebrate because you knew that we couldn't muck it up from that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was literally the last yeah. kick of the game. And so many times you're thinking, oh, if we could just some, like, get this game done, get this game won. So when you had Armstrong run through on goal, it was a bit like, right, I think we should be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah and we quite- were
1: calling for it at the start of the game to say, if, um, if, the, if the game changes, if there were substitutions or anything like that, are we going to be able to react quickly and... <laughs> change to those decisions do you reckon we correctly did that yesterday
0: well villa changed the system twice so they started in a three three four three they then went to a four three three and then they went to a four four two Mm. So they matched us up, and when they went to a four-four-two, that's when we bought Obafemi and Adams on, and we gave them another problem because we had fresh legs up top. Yeah, that our defenders had to defend against our fresh legs, and that probably bought their central midfield a little bit further back to try and deal with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when, che- when Che Adams came on, he was fantastic. Yeah, did his job perfectly. Uh, he was, it's a shame that he didn't get a goal, but the assist for Armstrong's goal was enough. For, what? Was like enough for him to get credit for a performance
1: off the bench yeah. that he like deserved. Fair enough, yeah. Tis. Were you in the same sort of thoughts and how happy you were with the result?
2: Yeah, a win, win's always a win, but you know, I I walked down. I was looking at my phone at half-time and we had 13 shots of their zero and that was a uh, I said to the person that was with me at the time this is a 2-1 Aston Villa all over over it due to the (laughs) fact that we've dominated and we've only scored one goal and normally we made a play but thankfully it was a professional performance (laughs) all that happened to the end when Armstrong scored that goal and we had something like 28 shots I think you know against Villa I think they I was watching a programme before the whole match started and I think they averaged like 17 shots against them a game Wow! so to get 28 as well plus mm. the fact that they've never kept a home clean sheet. It did. The stats were always in our favour, but thankfully we'll actually able be able to like make that pay. and It was just a thoroughly
0: good performance.
1: Yeah, and I think Neil was spot on.
0: What was also quite nice is the fact that from a game against Burnley where we didn't have a good performance, we did look a bit lacklustre, the press didn't work, we bounced back. And we were always saying about this squad, we've always had a good run, and then once we got a few bad results, can this squad bounce back? And we looked confident, we looked like we were creating stuff, and we always looked like we were going to win the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think especially, I mean, first 20 minutes, I'd say we were electric in the way we played. We were absolutely amazing. And then I think we just kind of almost slowed down a little bit, but we are still playing really well. Maybe the fact that we didn't get a a second probably was quite frustrating to them and I think the fans were hoping for that second goal because like you said Tiz, there were kind of doubts at that point saying we've been so dominant and I think I put a tweet out on Twitter saying that we've done really well in the first half but we need to punish and kill this game while we still can because if we are prone to them making changes and then changing up the game we've got to be able to react or just kill the game straight away when we get the next chances so um there were some big chances that came up in that game and I think we can talk about those later on when we get to them but I think yeah just like I think overall I think no one really had a bad game Smallbone's debut what did you think about Smallbone's debut? He
0: looked solid you couldn't the, I think the best way you could describe Smallbone's debut is that you couldn't see us missing Ward Prowse in the centre yeah uh, I that's, think that's, that's the performance that's that he quite big, uh, that's quite a big compliment actually, yeah that he, is yeah he looked um, he looked good uh, switching the play always had his head up, always had um, time on the ball. And yeah, he, he, he played well, did the sensible things right, the simple things right.
1: and uh, mm. Had so a good shot it, it goal did, as well. It, yeah. Sorry, go on. To what what it, you did, it
2: didn't look like his Premier League debut. No. That's what you're saying. It's, it, he, he looked like a, a composed figure out there. And that that's what's important. How did War Prowse do at that right-back position? You know, he's got Jack
0: Grealish against him. How was he, he there? He was, Grealish was pretty quiet. Yeah. I, 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 again, I can't really remember. I think... He had the one pass for the offside goal that was quality, and Walprouse had lost him. But apart from that, there wasn't a lot of Grealish as well. So I'd say Walprouse had a really good game at right back, similar to the game that he had at Palace. Yeah. Um, keeping his quiet. It was quite a similar job in that it was the one creative threat, and if he kept him quiet, Villa couldn't really create. Um, mm. And yeah, so Walprouse again, fantastic performance. And, and like before, before the game, I was worried when he looked at the lineup. Coming out, I was worried to see Walprouse start at right back. Shush. Uh, I was worried to see <laughs> uh start at right back. Um, I was also worried um, with. Well, I wasn't worried with Smallbone. I thought it was interesting that Smallbone had come in instead of Ramey, who were playing Walprouse at right back. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. It, yeah, it was it was always positive. And Ben Narek coming in for Vestergaard was probably the right move as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, well, like we gave our. Um our match 11 didn't we like in the previous episode and kind of said that we wanted Valerie at right back but I think the way that I was so surprised in the fact that Smallbone just hit the ground running and did exactly what we need to do proving that it's not just the 11 that Ralph's choosing but the whole team is being taught in the style and is being made to learn this style as well so you can see that clearly they now want a player if there is injuries or uh, vacancies in the squad that they do need to react and go straight into the squad and play that style And he did that really well. And that's possibly why we may not see Romeo features as much, just because the fact that Smallbone's impressing more in training than Romeo is now. So we're probably... And I think we will probably see Smallbone play in that system more because we know we're now he's capable of that. The only thing I think is slightly worrying is that if War prowse goes back into there once we've got a capable right-back, is Smallbone going to be able to get into the team or is he just going to have to wait until there's an injury for him to fill in again? Because... Yeah. Hmm.
2: At least we know now that he is the next choice. I think C yeah. is a more dynamic midfielder than Ramay. Ramay is a fantastic player to bring on. I think we've said this about many times, but he's a fantastic player to see out a game. Yeah, yeah. But In this system, we need that dynamism. We need you know pace on the back foot and also on the front foot as well. So it's good to see that he's being trusted with that role. Mm, That's
1: definitely. the
2: most important thing for me. I was shocked when I when I looked at the TV. Oh yeah, yeah. Smallbone was the second name because uh, as you guys have probably expected, I was thinking Valerie. Mm. Valerie going to come in. Yeah, so especially interesting.
1: Bench as well not obviously not yeah. afterwards but it shows he is still somewhat fit to play and a lot of people question it at the start and not question it afterwards afterwards you kind of get that reaction don't you like everyone's going oh why is this person playing and then afterwards if it works everyone's fine and they won't kick off about it but I think again Ralph made a good choice there and was confident in his players um, and you probably think Hoiberg's probably going to pick up a yellow card suspension sometime soon so we might see Warprow's and next to each other which might be a really interesting pair to see Especially with Hoiberg's link away, so yeah, yeah
0: I, I, know, I know. this is probably a question for the end, but uh, against West Ham next week, would you want to see the same lineup? Because I did very well against Villa. Um, don't change it if it's not
2: broken for yeah. me. Yeah. We were we've dominated the game. I know Aston Villa aren't brilliant, but we were able to keep their main source quiet. Samata so who. Um, the Paul McGrath yeah. podcast says yep. that he wasn't going to. He was going to be, you know, it's elusive danger in the box. We we're able to keep that quiet, and we we're able to reduce them to four shots in an, in, an entire game. Mm-hmm. It's not about how good the opponent is. If you reduce any team to just four shots with one on target, yeah, that's that's impressive in itself. And if you know, if Paul Prowse is showing that you can keep one of the best players and Jack Grealish quiet, it does show you that he's probably got the ability to do it with others as well. So. At the moment, I'm happy to keep it rather than switch it up and then possibly risk
1: it. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Any other kind of final thoughts before we run through the game? Stephen's really uh, a
0: Stevens other th- and ben were class again. They they were yeah. class. They um. It shows. It sort of shows maybe why Guard shouldn't be bought in, even if it is a big target man up top, because they've now got the partnership together. They understand the way each other plays. And if Stevens improves slightly on what he is now he will be in the england squad at some point. Wow. He, yeah. he is he is
1: because a fantastic player. He is a really good player. Yeah. I think I don't know if anyone's got the video of it but it was definitely on the TV. Now you may not have seen it but um Stevens drew the foul when he's on his edge the player just pushed him in the back and it was enough to go down and he's in front of that whole villa allocation and just on his knees and just looks at them hurling abuse at him and he just has <coughs> a little smirk it's absolutely amazing. I'm sure it's on Twitter somewhere. Go and have a look at it if you can because it is brilliant. But you can just see they're oozing with confidence and there's a ball going over the head of Stevens, and he had the confidence to touch the ball down, play it and put it to the put it to the defensive midfielder which is just completely different to what we saw through these, you know, earlier in the season when they wouldn't even have the confidence to play it out the back. Now they can take elusive touches down and play it straight away. And it's just the confidence they've got now. It's, it's,
0: it's not just the playing out the back as well. It's, it's knowing and having the confidence in just clearing the ball. Yeah. Uh, a, lot, a lot of times, and also the clearance being quality. A lot of the time where we had cleared the ball before, it was poor clearances. There wasn't, um, it wasn't a good ball up towards longer rings to try and chase or try and win in the air. And now we're getting to the point where if it does have to happen, if the ball does have to go, we have the confidence to just lump it, mm. and that's something that a lot of sides don't have. Like you look at you look at how Villa played; um, they tried to play the ball out the back every single time, and we caught them out, and we should have punished them a lot more. Um, I think Rainer really struggled in playing the ball out the back a lot of times. If oh, went definitely, yeah. It or um, to one of our players, so I think. Us having the confidence just to clear the ball, which sounds stupid, but us to have the confidence of clearing the ball is so important to the way that we want to play. And I think that's another development and another thing that Ralph has tried to put in. Because against Burnley, we were struggling to get the ball out the back, mm. and obviously Ralph said something. And against Villa, we're now just clearing it.
1: Definitely. So yeah. it's just go. quite it's
0: quite nice to see that confidence flowing. Yeah, and decision.
1: Uh, I'm going,
2: right decision making is getting better and that was my main criticism for probably the last two years that our decision making in the game is poor and we we try to play our, a certain system at all costs whereas now we see more we're not as reluctant to just go if we need to just smack it out and reset and i think that's that's really encouraging
1: definitely yeah okay so any other final we gave a couple of ratings there of standout performances we could try and do that near the end as well if you want after we've gone and go mi- minute by minute so yeah, if we go into finish that kind of bit there and then go into the main bit, how does that sound? Kind of go for well, the Yeah uh,
2: we've, got a few, we've got a few reactions. Oh yeah, Adams sure, go Adams for the reactions. Oh yeah got Adams needs to start then. from underscore Roos, which, for me, who are you going to take out with that team, Matt? Let's be honest.
1: Wait, who did he say? What did he <laughs> you
2: know, say? He said Adams oh, needs to start.
1: Right. Nah, he, that's the thing, gonna isn't it? Who's going to come out for me? Who's
2: yeah. going to come out?
1: That's the problem. You don't know who... Yeah, who he is, is actually... That
2: means on a one-game goal drought at the moment, <laughs>
1: so he's, he's <laughs> a bit... Yeah, it's just they're all playing amazingly and you've only got to make changes if it's not working. At the moment, it's working, so I don't think it should be changed. Um, I, I agree with you there, Tiz. I don't know who comes out in that situation.
0: I think also under Powell he was scrutinised a lot for uh, rotation and the fact that we didn't have a lot of partnerships being formed mm. you're now seeing partnership I know Redmond didn't play but you've got that partnership between Redmond and Bertrand mm. um, the partnership on the right is quite weak and I think that's the reason why we don't play down the right I think Armstrong and Wall prowse if they play together they could get a good strong partnership at right back Stevens and Bednarek Hoiberg and Wall prowse Ings and Long that core of partnerships that we've got through the centre is so important to the way we play because they know what each other's doing yeah. and if you know what they're doing that means that the play can be a lot more effective so bringing in Adams for not really any reason I don't think would be helpful I understand he's younger than Long and he's probably, he, he maybe could have a better impact but at the moment Long has scored a goal he scored a goal yeah. um, <laughs> he's he <scored laughs> yeah. getting in yeah. the right position he's winning the headers he's doing everything right so there's no reason to drop him
1: Fair point. Do you want to drop some other reactions, Tiz? See what people say. Yeah,
2: uh, underscore Frank Saunders underscore saying Will Smallbone is better than any Premier League midfielder. I'd hold fire on <laughs> that comment.
1: Just, <laughs> just, just, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It. I, like it the,
1: I like the enthusiasm. The enthusiasm's the good, but I'd probably, uh, m- yeah, maybe wait a little bit just before we come to that uh, decision. <laughs> okay. Southampton
2: um, so News now says Ralph is the sexiest man alive. Uh, Cannot be tonight. An an and ice. I still isn't the most interesting comment that we've got saying uh with south coast something so your usernames ran off the side there saying he's got well let's just say he's got very excited with uh, yesterday's result <laughs> we'll leave it at that.
1: okay so cool. yeah
2: that, that's the reactions that we got from yesterday's two no bitch.
1: okay well there we go yeah so a lot of people happy should we run through um the minute by minute does that sound good go through yeah how- sure
2: thing so what do you think what did you think we've already covered it slightly but what were your instant thoughts at the lineup
1: Um, I was laughing at uh, Sky Sports and the app that I normally look at for team sheets to try and work out what the team sheet was because I think they thought we were doing a 4-3-3 because obviously we had three midfielders there. And I think they thought Gineppo was going to drop back at right back. Like It was all over the place. But until I realised that Warpraz is still at right back and Smallbones dropping in, it, it made more sense to me. But I was a little bit confused and quite disappointed as well. to again, not see valerie making the first team just because it's frustrating now especially as walker pieces is out you think i really hope though i mean now we can look back at it and say it didn't matter but at the time i was still concerned saying that Prowse we fell out of games because warprouse wasn't in the middle and again we're not seeing him in the middle he's playing it right back so i was quite frustrated by that but i don't know were you guys just as concerned with that or are you quite confident I sort of
0: know that um, uh, Villa's midfield and defence is not that strong it's not a um, it's not really a worry so bringing Smallbone in I, I was quite excited about seeing Will Smallbone because I thought he did well against Huddersfield he looked promising had mm. nothing special but he looked promising and he uh, delivered on the pitch to, uh, yesterday as well <laughs> yeah. um, and ward I was a little bit worried with ward against Skrullish, but then again, you've seen him go up against Zaha, like, and he kept Zaha quiet. So, yeah, it, it was a little bit of worry, but then again, you think he's done it before, he can probably do it again, and hopefully he can do it again. And he did do it again. So, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Well, it's good news, isn't it? Um, Tiz, what were you thinking when you saw the team shoot?
2: Yeah, like, similar to you, I saw Smallbone on that. It was, like, like I said, it was interesting. Everything else was pretty, you know... What we what we'd expect because we didn't have the wingers, we don't we had the two like nailed down strikers and the midfield is pretty pretty um w- what you'd expect knowing yeah. the smallbone came in obviously wallcross right back so I, w- I wasn't too shocked at all just apart from that right back selection
1: yeah, fair enough fair enough okay so what's the first point of the game that they mentioned then really
2: right so the first point of the game was that smallbone's effort outside the box a slight deflection and it hits. The outside of the post out for a corner kick and almost Smallbone got yeah. a, a debut, a Premier League debut goal.
1: When it hit the post I was thinking how how good of a, a debut how, you know, you couldn't write a better debut could you? Like he already had a good bit of confidence, was playing the simple balls but looked comfortable on it as well. And when he hit that, and it hit that deflection, I was going, oh my god, it's going in. It's just, uh, like It went slow, and I was thinking, think of the storylines, headlines, all the different photos and stuff like that, it hit the post, and I was like, that is so unlucky. But I think he also got a nutmeg on someone, and then got uh, a foul, I can't remember who it was against, but instantly he kept bouncing off and kept building himself into the game, and he, he really showed a good amount of confidence in that midfield, so... At that point, I was thinking it's only going to go well from here, from his player perspective, and obviously it did eventually. But you know, what I mean, like I thought this is the a perfect way for him to start in the game. So, yeah, that really close chance, I was, I was really excited at this point. What are you think, yeah, Mark? Um,
0: I think I think it's really important. So, like, there's two ways that you usually see youngsters go into the game. It, it's usually a little bit nervous, and they try to hide and if they hide behind players that means that they won't get the blame it seemed like Smallbones had, had so much confidence going into the game that he was already there and he was already trying to show why he should be in the first team even at the tender age of 20 he's he was trying to show that he is good enough to be in this first team definitely um, so yeah, it, it was just incredibly exciting to see him with that confidence. I think that actually boosted the team as well. After, after that shot, the fact that he he had the confidence, to pick the ball up and have a long shot. The thing is, I was directly behind that shot as well, and you just thought it, it just kept curving. Yeah, yeah, just kept curving, curving, curving. If he was about two, three yards out, he, it would have tucked into that uh, bottom corner. But yeah, it was good start, um, good shot and Rayner was beaten as well uh, yeah. from, I think it was from the corner we also had another chance maybe I, I don't know I think Holyberg had a shot or something like that yeah
2: <laughs> Yeah. For, for me I think it, the, the debut at Huddersfield really helped him obviously he scored in that and I think he he felt then do you know I, des- I deserve a place in this squad and also like you said it helps the players because they don't feel like they have to cover someone else if they've seen he's confident on the pitch they don't have to go keep a half-fire on this youngster that's making his debut because he might make a slip-up. They know if he's got that confidence, he's gonna he will perform at that level and I do apologise. I did miss one thing it was that nut egg on Douglas where he, There you go, yeah. Where he then gave him a free kick so that is the, the small version but obviously that was that and then it was the Shane Long goal. Eight minutes into the yeah.
1: game, early,
2: he scored to the inside of his thigh. <laughs> Listen, death, Wait, know. who said Ross. that?
1: Who said that it was it the went, inside it of the went thigh? Past
2: Rain- uh, me. All oh, right. <laughs> it went past Reina, and he's doubled his Premier League tally for the, the yeah. season.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, to uh, emphasise the Shane Long goal, we're going to go, Mikey Mayman. What was your reaction at this point? What's their limbs the in the chapel,
0: chapel end? <laughs> I, I honestly always you. You. Yeah. Because it... Cause... Because he wasn't over-celebrating it. So I was thinking, oh, he's handled it. It's, it's gone in off his arm. Because it, it obviously didn't come off his leg. So yeah. I was thinking, oh, it must have come well, off his arm. Yeah, so yeah. I was in those quelled celebration. And then the ref points back to the surface centre. as so I was like, oh my God, he scored. Yeah, yeah. And I was just hoping that we won the game. Because I, I can't remember the last game that Shane Long scored in and we won. Mm. So I was just hoping that we won the game. And I think that gave him a boost of confidence as well. And it's, it's the luck that Deserved the performances that he's getting, it's the luck that he deserved that he scored with just a random bit of his body instead of, um, yeah, <laughs> instead of a decent finish. Yeah, but yeah. yeah like Reina was caught out. I, I'd more say that the assist from Geneppo, mm. the, the work that he made, and the way that he crossed it in with the outside of his boot, it's fantastic work, right? And it was all down to Geneppo. Long was just right place, right time,
1: yeah, yeah. I think it just because it was a good ball and Shane Long was in the right place, it basically could have hit him anywhere and it would have gone in the back of the net and it did, really. It's one of those ones where he's saying it's such a good ball that you just have to get something on it and he did get something on it and it ends up in the back of the net. And.
0: (laughs) I think it's also the way that Ralph tries to get his players to play is the fact that he's um it's it's a deflected ball and Bertrand's trying to play it inside it's deflected for someone else it looks like a nothing ball and mm. gineppo has gone for it he's worked for it he's beaten the defender there hit it in first time and we've got a goal from it yeah and that that just that just shows how we are going to play and uh, how we we've got. A, team of players now that are aggressive and won't give up on a ball on mm. a nothing ball uh, it's yeah it's fantastic that we now have players that want to push themselves and get there it's, it's good
1: definitely definitely okay so uh, Tiz do you want to go on to the next point unless you've got something else to say no go I
0: think, I think I've that, that,
2: that, that was well covered yeah. uh, very well covered and it was just uh, Carl was just saying how I think he believes it's the best that we've started a game. Just about how certain players, you know, Moose leaving his player for dust. You've got Burchard on the underlap. just The system was working well. And then the next one was Warpath venturing 20 yards out of, I believe this was position, to foul Jack Grealish on the 16th
1: minute. Was that a highlight? <laughs> what, a, uh, Okay. Yeah, fair but enough.
0: What, uh, well, stories, the, uh, the, the way that he tried to quell Grealish was um, to kick him, basically, kick him, basically, and basically and yeah, to keep kicking him, and to get him to moan. Yeah, and it worked. He, he kept moaning whenever he didn't get, um, whenever he didn't get a decision, he moaned. Whenever he got a decision, he moaned, and he wasn't really in it. And I think he was the only he was the only Villa player that did actually look dangerous. And I think that shows how well we played because mm. Grealish hardly did anything and that he was their most dangerous threat and to quell him quells Villa and we did it well away from home and we did it well at home Mm. and I I know Grealish is a fantastic player and I'm sure Villa also has some more fantastic players but yeah we quelled them all and it was
1: yeah I think the players are becoming really uh, professional in the fact of playing dirty but not getting not getting punished for it it's just the right balance between not, you know, not getting a yellow card for it, but it's a challenge that just impedes him, but it's enough of the ball and the man for it to be called a free kick and get behind. You know, like, you see, like, Romeo will just go clean through a person and get a yellow card, and sometimes you think, how has he not got a double yellow in a five-minute period, but now you see things like Will just going for the, you know, just like little niggles and stuff like that, almost to the fact where Grealish is getting so many fouls that it's almost like the boy that cried wolf and the ref is kind of going, well, you've called it for the sixth time now. Surely that's not actually a foul. Well, it probably was. But yeah, it just didn't get called and they were just playing the ref really well. I think that's what it came down to.
0: Uh, it was It's just intelligence and yeah. football intelligence and doing the right thing at the right time. There's, even if it's like you kick a man and then you like apologise to the ref straight away or if you just run the other direction and get in the position, mm. you probably won't get a yellow card because the ref can't be willing to chase you. No, um, it's, it's things like that. <laughs> yeah. So, and the fouls that we were giving away they were just little fouls there was no massive sly tackles there was nothing like that they were just fouls to disrupt the game and it worked Villa hardly got playing
1: no and I think think we were on the other side of that for Burnley so maybe that set in with them a little bit more you know seeing it first hand happening to them the amount of half fouls if that's the word like that were happening to them that weren't really getting called and things like that so I think they went well if Burnley can get away with it why can't we and they kind of did that And basically shut down Grealish using that by making sure he's on the floor half the game, really. So, uh, And it gets the the crowd on his back as well. So I think, yeah, in that way, although it's not the prettiest way of playing football, it it was successful when it kept Grealish quiet. So in that way, I think it was pretty successful. Do you think, you know, your ingredients,
2: Tiz? Yeah, we what we've done so (laughs) far... both games we've shut down their most attacking outlet you know Jack Grealish in the first game has got a fantastic volley but it wasn't anything we could really do about it and it's just about if we close down Jack Grealish we close down the entirety of their team everything runs through Jack Grealish and if it doesn't go through Jack Grealish nothing will happen so closing down that outlet was imperative to us getting a victory
1: yeah yeah well fair enough yeah okay right do you want to go on to the next point
2: Yep, yeah, so the next one, like we said a bit earlier, Rayna was struggling to pass it out the back, and that eventually led to a Danny one on one chance, which oh, yeah. Rayna recovered his mistake and, and made himself big and made the save. And what well, a game that Danny Ings hasn't actually scored in, which is a rarity in itself. Can you guys remember that chance?
1: Yeah, um, it was one where it went to who who won the header? Was it Hoyberg that won the header? Heuberg,
0: uh, yeah, header.
1: and. But, no, Bertrand won the header. Yeah, well, well, that's just how high our line of engagement was, I'm pretty sure. And it, it goes to Danny Ings and he cuts inside, gets the gets the luck, to, so it kind of bounces past is it Mings, I think, that was yeah. closing him down. And at that point, you're thinking, well, he's got the lucky bit. He's just got the finish. And Reina did really well because I think Danny Ings really likes the through-the-leg finish, especially yeah. when he's up and close. And the ref, uh, referee, the, the goalie, is trying to put himself as wide as possible it, it's an area that it can be successful him when he's one-on-one so whether has done his homework or he is just a, a you know a, a goalie who has been through the mill and knows what strikers are looking for he uh, successfully kind of drops his foot so the uh, or knee I think I'm, I can't remember off somewhere, but he, he basically he a closed barrier it. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> he did one of those and then uh, yeah basically cut out the chance but adding pressure getting through having the luck as well so I wasn't, I wasn't too concerned, but it was now getting to that point where I'm thinking we should really be looking for a second, or it should be on its way. It's kind of what I was thinking. What, what are you guys' thoughts when uh, Ings was through?
0: It was disappointment, really, because we, again we'd read Villa well, and mm. we got the chance, we created the chance, and we hadn't finished it. And that's been the sort of story of our season. If we finished the chances that we got, I think we'd be a little bit higher in the league. Mm. Uh, but again, it, like, again, Ings is still full of confidence right now and I know it's a game that he hasn't scored in and the fact that we are saying that his confidence will drop because he hasn't scored in one game mm. um, shows how good he has been this season. So, yeah, um, yeah it's... I think I think he needs to be a little. Oh, this, this is going to sound ask. Awesome. He scored 15 goals this season. He Needs to be just a little bit more intelligent in front of goal. And, like,
1: <laughs> oh like, man, just, I can't. I cannot believe. I cannot believe. No, I cannot no, he's, believe have, right, Ollie,
0: shut up for a second, all right? Jesus Christ, you don't never let me finish. Um, <laughs> okay, it's it's the um. He could have used his left foot. He hardly used his left foot. He could have used his left foot, or he could have lobbed it over Rainer. Rainer's not a massive keeper, mm. but yeah.
2: I, I just Rainer think it came out quite well. I thought, I thought, you know, it was a one-on-one chance, but obviously when I looked at that, I knew it wasn't going to score because it was the highlights. But mm. I wasn't surprised at the score because Reina came out quickly. The defender was sort of, not holding it off, but, you know, delayed him. And by the time Ings had that chance, it was about me, like, from here to here. So he didn't actually have... I mean, it's it's audio, off. To audio. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: uh,
2: it, was about, it was about a foot away, so... I'm not surprised he wasn't able to curl it around him because he was, you know, smug, smugging the ball. <laughs> the ball. I can't think of the What word. does that mean?
1: Smothered. I, I, smothered, smothered.
2: <laughs> smothered the chance. And yeah. that's why, he, you know, Rooney didn't really have to make a save. He just had to get his body in front of the ball and then
0: Ings just hit it against him. I think so, he just
1: closed the angle I think it's, so it's far. it's a bit down.
0: harsh to, you know, criticise and... Uh, that's why I said, I said it. I said it before I even said the statement that it was just a li- Like, it is harsh because it is. That's what but I mean. I'm, I'm agreeing with It's just a little bit of Hutch. intelligence. And mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the intelligence that you've been showing throughout the season with the way that he was finishing. And it was just the fact that he could have used his left foot there to curl it round him. I know Reiner was close, but he's not massive, is he? There's going to be an opportunity to put the ball in the back of the net. And in all fairness, Reina did do well, but mm-hmm. it's a chance that Ings could that's, have scored.
2: That's really you get, an, an experienced keeper that, like, like Ronnie said, he's been rather well. Cool. He's been at you know, live like he's has been everywhere, and I'm—I'm I'm jealous that you were able to see him in the flesh. I must say, but um, yeah, that's what—that's what you get.
1: Yeah, But well, there were still more chances before the the end of the half. So, Tiz if you want to go through.
2: Well, the, Carl's thing really—you know—his next tweet really resonated. He said, Samson sort of with their tails up, but need to get a second goal." Mm. Where have I heard that before? And yeah, that's yeah. really what we've said for you know quite a few weeks—that that's that is a main thing. But um, the next one was the El Ghazi injury. He went off injured, oh, and Trezeguet yeah. was the man to replace him. Well, I, that was I haven't seen that in the highlights, but I saw it afterwards. Aston Villa fans are, you know, not very happy, not very happy with El Ghazi, especially they put a photo of him, and we'll get onto the Gineppo one in, in a minute. Mm. They put the two photos next to each other, thinking this is someone that doesn't want to be in the game, and this is someone that is. I, I don't know how true that is because I don't know how brutal the injury was, if that's yeah. the right word to use, but.
1: But we well, saw.
0: What it like was he got? He got tapped in the face. Pretty much. Um, yeah. He then he then went down off the pitch, and he rolled back on the mm. pitch. Uh, mm. Grealish went over to the ref and tried to get El Ghazi off the pitch because Villar had a corner mm. and they yeah. were on the attack. And El Ghazi being on the pitch having treatment was the reason why they couldn't get the corner and keep the pressure up. Yeah. Um. So it just allowed us to reset and pretty much cool down for five, ten minutes while he was getting treatment. Um, mm. But our fans weren't too happy because he was on the pitch. When he, <laughs> uh, their fans weren't too happy because of the fact that El Ghazi literally collapsed after being tapped in the face. Mm. and think it does show the difference. I, I don't know if it was cut. It might have been cut. It might have been something to do with maybe he had a concussion. I don't know. Um, but the fact that Giannepo went down with another head injury, it looked like he was going to come off because he was down for three, four minutes. He went off the pitch, had his air strapped up, and came back on, and had a fantastic performance, outrun everyone on the pitch. Yeah.
2: So I think it's well. Yeah. You say you say that's that, we just cut in that he actually ran the most on the pitch. I think he ran over eleven kilo, kilometers. And when you outrun James or Prowse, yeah, that shows how. I think have mm-hmm. the most key passes as well.
1: Oh, okay, nice. Well, there we go. A little a stat in interlude from Tizard there, but um, yeah, I just thought. It was quite strange to see two, two sides of fans and two sets of players all united in the fact of one player. They just wanted him to get off the pitch. I think the whole crowd cheered when he came off the pitch, not just the Saints fans, but you can clearly see Grealish getting annoyed because it ruined their tempo and they wanted to, uh, keep the pressure on, like Mikey said. And it, yeah, it was just frustrating for them, but. Um, yeah to be honest like I think we were all just happy when he got off and they got their appropriate substitution back on and the game got ahead as well so yeah there we go I just don't think he was up for it really <laughs> I, I, I
0: think there's also there was in the back of Villa's mind the fact that they do have a cup final next week and they don't want to get injured for the cup mm. final yeah so I oh, don't and, uh, yeah. um, and <laughs> it's quite funny that um, Dean Smith has come out after the game and said that they that um, some of their some of the team had actually lost their place for their cup final next week. Wow, <laughs> really? To be fair, Villa were awful. They were awful to watch. They had very little passion, very little time going forward. It, yeah, it, took, it, it, yeah, they were pretty rubbish in all fairness. <laughs> so, so,
2: so did it look like you know they were too scared to get injured? Would you say? Some of them. Uh,
0: it, it, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. That uh, that does seem harsh to say that they were too scared to get. No, injured. but that it? Would it might be their biggest you know game of their I would say subconsciously, subconsciously yeah. they were thinking that they didn't want to get injured for a cup final because it, it is a day out of Wembley. They might not get another chance to win a cup. Um, so I think they do want to have a day out there and have a good game there. And I'm sure they'll be committed next week for the yeah. cup final, but it's just yeah. Yeah,
2: fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So you know, after that was the the Marlains injury, and yeah, you know he he got strapped up and came back onto the pitch. And the next one was you know Aston Villa's goal. So Massa the one converting from Greenish's cross, but the offside trap put them all mm. offside. So thankfully it did not count. Was there any sort of delay for VR? Or was it obvious that
0: it was it didn't count? Oh, it, was, it was obvious that he was offside. It was a good piece of movement from Bertrand as well because Bertrand was slightly behind by the back line. Um, and he then steps himself up, played three of them offside. Um, it was quite obvious, I would say, and the line no flagged well, and it didn't take long for the AR to check either, so, yeah.
1: There we go. Yeah, I think yep. on TV as well, it looked pretty much the same. It was just the uh, same thing as Mikey said, really. Their players looked all pretty confident in the fact that it was offside, and although it was quite good movement from Villa, I think the players were pretty confident that they were off. So. Not to, even though it did end up in the back of the net. There's a couple of situations as well, we'll probably cover it as well, where we played the offside trap. We had that really high line. And the Villa players were obviously being told by their manager to still have a shot afterwards. And McCarthy did pull off a couple of saves, even when the, the flag went up and stuff like that. So obviously, uh, Dean Smith said, I know the flag's up, but play to the whistle and just have that shot just in case. So we saw it a couple times today. Well, I keep saying today, uh, yesterday. Where they kept playing on and had that shot, and McCarthy saved it as well. But in that case, it did end up in the back of the net. But again, they were pretty confident that it's in their offside. So I think they weren't too worried, really. Yeah.
2: So as that shot was offside, they went into the break with zero shots and also zero on target. Whereas we went in 13 shots, four on target, and dominating the play, only 52%. Uh, possession but that's the way we like it we don't like having 60% plus because that's Mm. not the way we like to play
1: yeah yeah very true and uh, Neil to be fair in the preview when he asked him the questions he did say we would have shots so a lot of shots I wasn't expecting that many shots and them to not have any at all to be fair so I think they would have been really disappointed by that and coming out of the second half as well I don't think they looked fired up as much I think they only really kicked on once they changed the formation a little bit but I think coming straight out of the second half as well. I didn't think they looked particularly up for it coming out of it as well, Uh, you know, like into that second half. I don't know if you guys thought the same thing.
0: It seems like every um, every team now coming out for the second half has some sort of cone ag- agility drill to do to warm up. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, that's I'd find that a little bit weird and a little bit strange. I don't know if it does anything. but yeah. It, and even through them, they didn't look completely up for it. They looked like they try and won't get injured for yeah. um, <laughs> that bit. And uh, I, I you, were, you were saying, like, we need a second goal, we need a second I didn't think we needed a second goal. I thought we'd dominate the first half we looked comfortable we looked good on the ball we were creating chances A second goal would have been nice but mm. I couldn't see Villa getting back into it um, that may be overconfidence from my end but I, I honestly couldn't see Villa scoring even when we were getting to the last 10 5-10 minutes and they were going forward they weren't creating a lot it was all going out for corners and being blocked so uh, I was quite confident and the second goal was just nice to wrap it up yeah yeah so i I'm so, I'm, so, I'm always concerned when there's only
2: one goal, all it takes is a, a casual back pass run unru- on rushing some matter to go one-on-one and possibly yeah. score. And then a game that they don't deserve to be and then that's when they equal it up. When you got two, you could sort of have that mistake. Obviously, it's not ideal because gets Wolves. Or, you know, we, we had that two-goal cushion and we still lost. But that was my concern that, you know, when we've only got that one goal lead, one goal for them, as obviously it sounds, mm. and then it's all level pecking. Definitely, and, yeah. At the moment, and, uh, that's my only cause of concern. But Carl's comment at the break that he was impressed at Baron saying is a, a bit slight, like so. It's, it's not as you know you would expect a Premier League midfielder, but he moves the ball smartly with mm. minimum fuss.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's very true. Um, I don't, I haven't really got too much to <laughs> say really on the on the whole one nil thing. I think the the one reason why I, I would want us to get to is just because. Like you said, Tiz, you need one freak incident and it's level again and then suddenly they've yeah. got points and much more enthusiasm to go on and kick on again. And how many times have we been at St. Mary's and said, oh, they got uh, they got this goal and then uh, you know, we deserve, we <laughs> yeah. played so well. Like, I feel like it, it just turns too quickly, especially with the yeah. atmosphere as well at St. Mary's, it would be, oh God, here we go again kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I was really hoping we got that second and we had to wait until the end, but... We've got. There's things to carry on before we get to that point, and that is what. What yep. else is there?
2: So, just commenting on the wastefulness of our chances that Shane Long, but Shane Long missed a chance and Bertrand's free kick on the 55th minute. So, once again, saying that we possibly could have done better with with yeah, the
0: abundance Stevens. of attempts that we has. Stevens put it wide, not long. Um, oh. Stevens put it over the crossbar.
1: Yeah. I think it came from Bertrand Cross. Is if that's what it It was, it was meant. a
0: Bertrand free kick, free kick um, yeah. which someone said, "Why is Bertrand taking the free kick?" Yeah. Um, behind me, that's why he puts a good ball in. <laughs> uh, it also changes it up a little bit more. We don't because the thing is, I know Prouse is very good at set pieces, but we don't want every single set piece to be taken by Prouse no. because it becomes predictable. If you've yeah. got another piece taker like Bertrand, who can also take a decent set piece. You might as well use him as well. Yeah. Um, and it did. It did seem like for corners. Um, our left corner was taken by Ward-Prowse and our right corner... No, wait. Our right corner was taken by Ward-Prowse and our left corner was taken by Bertrand, so we're trying to utilise an outswinging cross to try and get someone out on it. Mm. And also, people are wondering, because from our set pieces, uh, our left back our left back and our right back always stays back, depending on what side it's on. Mm. So if yeah. it is on the right-hand side, our left back stays back, On the left-hand side, our right back stays back. That's why Ward-Prowse didn't take them, because otherwise we'd have to change the system.
2: Mm.
1: Uh,
0: so, oh. yeah our full-backs were the ones staying back so that's why Wolkowski didn't take them from the left today as well
1: yeah there we go right should we go for the next he, point
0: You were asking questions for Hype so. okay
1: <laughs> well there you go those people know the answer now there we go yeah
2: so Carl ended his next ended his next tweet with this boy and it sort of cutting a bit of a frustrated figure at Shane Long's shot that I think seemingly hit the corner flag or was close to the corner flag than the goal it was a Gineppo got on the end of a great flick from a Shane Long cross uh, Andrew, so it wasn't actually shown, it was Gineppo mm. that hit a shot uh, quite far wide. So good build-up play, but a, a chance that was missed quite. I
0: think, I think Gineppo had three that went quite wide and quite over. I think Bertrand had a couple of shots as well um, yesterday. and it, That was just quite nice. See, I know they weren't on target, but the fact that our players now have the confidence to just have a shot Mm. Is kind of nice. It's a bit like, you no, know, um, how Liverpool do it? If Liverpool have a long shot, then they could call like a, a scramble in the box. Yeah. And then something could be picked up from that, with especially with two strikers up there. It, it could cause something from that. Mm. Um, so yeah, just having a shot from long distance, it may seem wasteful if it goes off target, but if it's on target, forces a save. It can bounce to one of our strikers' feet to put it in. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was just quite nice. I think Bertrand had three shots and he was getting closer with every single one. Uh, so maybe next time he'll smack in the top corner. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah no. There we go. And I think it is a bit of a threat as well. I thought we saw Alonso having a shot for the Chelsea game. It just adds that extra bit of, um, hesitation to the defenders if they know now yep. the left backs and right backs can have a pop and, uh, create an extra p- bit of pressure as well, knowing that, you know, if there's not that space from that overlap or they've been given that bit of space by no one closing them down, they ca- can have a go and see if they can cause an issue. So even if it's a, it forces a save and Danny Ings has to jump on it and, uh, puts it in the back of the net, you know, it's just another danger that we can cause to another side, isn't it? Shut up. Or Shane Long, oh, Shane Long. yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, t-
2: talking about Shane Long, he was in the he was in the uh, the mist. He, he turned provider to Hoiberg. His Rodney's effort was saved well by Reina. and that's a that's another chance. And on the hour mark, I think Carl said that we had 20 shots with five on target. And he just ends with, boys, please, just please <laughs> just get a second. Because yeah. I think he, he feels he's only been here for just over half a season watching the and on a consistent basis, or at least the level that we do. Yeah. But I think he, he knows the feeling that, come on, yeah. please, this has got to happen. <laughs> mm. This has got to happen. The amount of times that you know, dominated and not got the result. Uh, Aston Villa, it took 61 minutes, but they finally got their first shot on target. Was it a dangerous one, Mikey, or was it... Rather tame. I
0: can't remember
1: it. <laughs> you can you can see it in his eyes, though. I know it's audio, but you you could see it in Mikey's eyes. He looked up and went, "Wait, what?" <laughs> God, tears provided.
0: It was hit
2: straight at McCarthy from substitute Trezeguet. So, so probably uh, not. No, no. no it
1: probably
2: Boris no. <laughs> um, uh, One
1: shot. I just, I'll try to get see if
2: It was in an FM highlight, so we knew. It was <laughs> oh God, right. I thought because Jamie's not here, we wouldn't have game. I know. It seems video, like a constant know, theme that the comes
1: up to... that we always mention FM. But okay, right. Carry on. Tiz. like let's keep going. Oh, let's keep going.
2: Apparently, Raina next was avoids. Uh, sorry, lucky to avoid a red card. He gets uh, gets caught in a nomad's lad trying to clear mm. a long ball and fouls an on-rushing Shane Long. What do you think of that? Was, Unfortunately, he's was
0: part of the Italy team in the, the Six Nations because they could use a rugby tackle like that. But um, he's Spanish. So is one oh, he is <laughs> Spanish, isn't he? He's, he's played <laughs> in it. Me, that's fine.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, bad. Well,
0: Thank, sorry,
1: sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'll carry on for you then, Tiz. Um, so, uh, basically, I think the only reason it probably wasn't a red is because it. Shane Long was to the right of the final third and he was outside the box, really. So, Rayner although so, he did bring him down... To I can't hear you, Mike. I think the, the distance that Shane Long was away, if he did get round Rayner, it wouldn't be a clear shot on goal. So, I think it a yellow probably was right. It's probably on the the a orange if he had to combine the two. Oh, you know it's... what I mean? It'd be in the middle, really. It's kind of a yellow card was, with a last chance was it kind of thing. wasn't Last
0: man as well. Mings no. was on the line, Mings was making a recovery run, so mm. he yeah. wasn't last man, it wasn't gonna be as well. Mm. Um, yeah. There were shouts though in the stadium. No oh, yeah, well yeah, well yeah, of I course, but thought it wasn't gonna be so yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: next up the Remeu card was implemented, shutting up I'm Sharp. Sure, he was he was brought on. Who came off? Can you remember us all? Smallbone <laughs> small, bone small bone on Smallbone
1: must have been So I love that Mayu
0: card Was implemented It sounds yeah, like yeah. Some sort of like Card friendly game Or something yeah, yeah. like that Just to not concede Any more points I choose you
2: But just, despite Getting more defensively It was Che Adams No once again He had a chance That it was blocked On the line At that moment Did you think Then he was going to Break
0: his goal drought? More hoping Because of the amount Of bodies That were back there Um there there were quite a few bodies that could have blocked it Mm. Uh, there was more hoping than expecting him to score Um, well no it it was a good I thought it was a good switch to bring Obafemi and Adams on for rings and long especially because they were looking a little bit puffed and to keep that intensity up higher up the field bringing two different strikers on could help that
1: yeah yeah definitely and it kind of it doesn't it doesn't make one player think they've been taken off because of the performance because obviously one was a goal scorer and they came on just purely to keep the system working and the uh, the legs fresh up top. So yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a reasonable decision. It also allows Che Adams to in a game which we're mostly dominating try and get get on the score sheet. You know, Obafemi's still pretty sprightly. So I thought I thought it was a reasonable decision. I I didn't really question it that much. Mm.
0: A long long innings, but I forgot standing ovations from the crowd as well, which was nice to oh. see. Nice. appreciation cool. for their hard work yeah, yeah. there we go <laughs> yeah. yeah kids are here so it was once again us on the
2: on the front foot most of Gineppo stopped his drive because probably there's a handball in the box well a shout for a handball Ob- obviously not giving then Adams once again another chance Ryan Spill's there was it, but he mm. couldn't convert. And then Villa, that it was then their chance. The ball was put in the box, but no one was on the end of it yeah. to put it in McCarthy's goal, which at that point would have been you know possibly an undeserved... Well, not possibly. <laughs> Statistically-wise, it would have definitely been an undeserved equaliser. It was one
1: of those ones where it was half between a dragged shot and a cross along the box. I think he probably would say it was a cross because he's, he's laced it across. Yeah. So it's almost like if someone is... On that back post, but it would have been a tap in. But I think Mikey summarized it perfectly in the fact that I think they are still just thinking about the final and maybe I, I not. Of course,
0: it, it was just a summary of Villa's game as well, in the fact that no one was there when mm. they needed them to be.
1: Pretty much. Like, yeah. it,
0: was, it felt like a lot of the time that where the ball was placed, there was just no one there. There was only two of them in the box at the time as well, so they weren't flooding it, they weren't really trying to go for it. It was. Um, but it, that that was probably the most scared I was throughout the game because mm. we just had our chance to make it two and then uh, they'd gone down the other end and nearly made it one all. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So,
2: talk, talk about being scared. Were you not concerned right at the last minute when they put a ball into the box that thankfully was punched away by McCarthy and then it was Che Adams?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, Pepe Reina is definitely a target, man. <laughs> yeah, <the> attack, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, when yeah. he came <laughs> up, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm changing that. Rainer's Italian he's, he was never Spanish in the first place he never got appearances okay so he's he's Italian now
1: oh god um, <laughs> oh god right of, okay of
0: course with Tyro Mings in the box he he is probably one of the most dangerous aerial threats in there you can worry that it's going to go towards him it doesn't make Rainer short... any more Italian having Tyro Mings in the box no. uh, Ty, Tyrone Mings is also Italian um, he oh, it, it it was punched by McCarthy to Adams and Adams picked the ball up and was very smart about it he
1: determination oh, um, that determination to win that battle and then turned into the space in front of him and got it out of his feet well, what
2: i do want to question is mikey what did you think Adams was doing originally what did you think he what do you think he did that's I just he was off- lining up a shot <laughs> what
1: <laughs> really
2: he thought his original attempt was a shot but actually it was a fantastically <laughs> driven pass yeah to the on yeah, rushing was, shot, I'm um, sure armstrong it's just
0: well, the length mm. of the pitch, yeah, yeah, and taps home right in the corner of an episode. Uh, I think oh, it also yeah. shows how positive and how determined our team is that Adams managed to get the ball. Ping a beautiful Armstrong pass. Armstrong was across. on front post. Oh, Armstrong was on our front post. Yeah, so and he runs from our front oh. post after 94 minutes of working, run yeah. from our front post and beat all the Villa defenders back, including a jog- jogging Italian mm. Praperaina uh, on the right hand side. Yeah, yeah, and um, and it's a brilliant finish. Of course, you're always worried because he's got a lot of time to think about it, and it's an open goal, and it's still quite far
1: out. It's like the cameraman did it on purpose, because they were kind of focused on Che Adams winning it up, up close. He opens out, puts his ball across the, bo- uh, across the line, you're thinking, who's there? Is he just... A- oh, no, Armstrong sir? Oh, my God, he's going. Yes, come on, come on. Yeah! <laughs> oh, it's just a perfect finish. Like, it was... You know, like, it, it killed the game, it sealed it, everyone could finish the game with a celebration. It was just exactly what we needed, wasn't it? Exactly what we needed. Oh,
2: jumped into the limbs oh, of the fans. I fans. absolutely love
1: that. When a player, because it shows that they love it just as much as the 100%. fans, and they both, you know, like, they're both celebrating together, and it, it breaks that, it breaks that, you know, like, uh, idolising that player, because you're both there all enjoying the celebration together. I know he got booked mm-hmm. for it, but... Oh, did he? I think he did. Yeah, he, he got booked, and then the referee blew the final whistle, and then they, he shook his hand straight <laughs> after. So it's quite a strange yeah, dynamic. But yeah, I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Uh, yeah, the perfect ending to a game. Perfect. Set. You know, oh, it was just brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Was that brilliant. the last
2: kick off? Sorry, was that the last kick of the match? Did they not even get to kick off.
1: Pr- I'm not too sure because it was the. It, I think it's the last kick was the corner, and he kept it running because there was four minutes of out of time. And I think that was 95th minute uh, goal. I think. Uh, no, that was four, wasn't it? Yeah. So uh, it was. I think it was pretty much the last. I don't think they kicked off. I think they just left it there, really. So uh, yeah, it was pretty much the exact ending that we wanted. Really, I was yeah, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, It
0: was one one of those goals that you you spend so much of your time on the edge of your seat not knowing how a game is going to end, especially because we could be winning 3-0 and still manage to bottle it in the 90th. So to have that in the 95th minute, knowing that you've won the game, to celebrate that goal, knowing that that's another three points on the the board, Mm. fantastic feeling. Um, uh, It's just really nice to see the players loving it, Ralph loving it.
1: And now it's put yep. us on. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of, uh, the first, well, like that, that's kind of going through it, but I think now it's performances are matching up results. I think we had a, a a little period where performances were good, but we weren't getting the points from it. And people were then starting to question, is this, I think Dan asked in the, uh, the preview, is this a, is this a blip or are we, is this a turn of form or something like that? Didn't he? And, uh, mm. I think it, I think people were. It was in the back of people's minds, no matter how positive or negative you were. I think everyone was kind of thinking, "Is this kind of the the drop down, or are we going to be able to maintain it?" And it's so a it's a real positive now going into these uh, crucial fixtures coming up. And West Ham away again. I don't know how they got on. Are they playing at the moment? I think I don't they're know. They're playing on no. Monday, Monday, Monday against, Liverpool.
0: against
2: Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. So imaginably. Yeah. Sadly, I don't think we're going to overtake Arsenal because at the moment they're three-two up against Everton oh, so okay, yeah. they're going to they're gonna space the gap between us and them mm. to three points but we ended the game on 28 shots compared to their four wow yeah a real, a real show of domination and yeah we are 12th one point above Palace and two below Everton
1: I think
0: the most important one of those, we are 10 points clear of West Ham. I know Mm. they've got a game in hand, but Mm. we're 10 points clear. And how nice does that sound? Yeah, so that's pretty good, isn't it? We're 10 points clear away from relegation at the moment. Yeah, yeah. There's still a lot that can happen, but from where we were the last time we played Villa to where we are now, Mm. it's a fantastic turnaround.
1: Absolutely brilliant turnaround, isn't it? It's almost like we almost had Villa to Villa and we had Leicester to Leicester. It kind of like we've got all the different parts of the league. We're probably at our best at the moment now, aren't we? So, like, yeah, so yeah, Close to yeah, so pretty much, yeah, there we go, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all pretty good, all pretty dandy at the moment, isn't it? And of course, we're, we're going s- to we're- West Ham as well. Go on, Tiz, mm-hmm. what were we going to say?
2: So, I'm still slightly concerned because I yesterday, like I said, I was, I was thankful to be able to get and listen to Jonathan Wisgate and Middlesbrough, I think, got one four in a row, and he got manager of the month, and there were 10 points clear. And now they have not won since the 1st of January, and now they're only three points clear of the relegation zone. So anything can still happen. I do think our players are mentally stronger than those of those of uh boroughs so yeah. it does show that anything can still happen that's that's my only sort of
0: we, we shouldn't celebrate survival until we're mathematically there but it means no. that with two points work, I think ralph said 36 was the aim yeah. or like it was 40 is obviously it was 36 one. until contract starts get signed. yeah mm-hmm. so 36 points and then hopefully we can get long on a deal we can get hoiberg on a deal get ralph on a deal um mm-hmm. and get all of those sorted before the summer um I I think that a win against West Ham next week would be the yeah. Uh, yeah. the 36 points. Um, of course, you shouldn't celebrate anything till it's mathematically possible that we do. But then, uh, if West Ham don't win tonight and we beat West Ham, that's 13 points then, and mm. it's looking good. It's and we gap, can continue to look up instead of looking down. Mm. And looking up, it's six points away from Europe at the moment. Yeah. Um. So. It's still possible. The European stage <laughs> yeah. is a dream. Keep your octobers
1: um, open, boys, just in case. You never know.
0: But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's we're going to need a lot to go our way to be able to get European football this year. So uh, I'll just be happy with mid-table staying up, and then we build next year for it.
1: Yeah, well Imagine we
0: if we realistically. If, imagine if we told ourselves
2: three months ago that we'd be like joking about the real possibility that we could get European football yeah. you know we we're stuck imagine telling someone that when we are 1-0 down to Watford with 25 minutes left of the game
1: yeah
2: imagine someone saying on the uh, what's the date the 23rd of April 23rd of February sorry yeah you're going to be talking about the possibilities, the outside chance of getting Europe. Mm. I wouldn't have believed them weirdly enough. Look,
0: no. Also, if this band is upheld for Man City out of Champions League, we're seven points off Champions League football.
1: Oh. <laughs> don't, don't tease me like that. Marcus. We're <laughs> some famous fixtures
2: like as yeah. well. But we're never, no- we're never normally good at West Ham, but that's something for the next podcast. To- yeah, well, I'm <laughs> just to having really a look dive at into depth.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I'm just looking. We've been going for about an hour now, so we can, uh, like you said, we're going to be going to, well, I think three quarters of us are going to West Ham away. Tizard, you're not okay. making the journey from uh, the Derby, are you? Nice. The Derbyshire. No, but there'll be uh, me and Mikey are travelling. Jamie's going to be walking out of his front door to get there, but we'll all be be going there, all meeting up. We might do something around there, I don't know. It's another kind of away day, so we'll try and work out something. Maybe we can get Tizard on the line and have a chat. Or something. but we'll also do our preview for it. So that will be Thursday, this Thursday that we'll do it. And um, oh, yes. of course, if you want to get involved and get your questions in, make sure, uh, yeah, have a listen to Tizard. He's got all the information to get your questions in. Tizard, far away, my friend.
2: <sighs> Saints Prime on the Instagram on the Wednesday. You got 24 hours to send in your burning questions. We'll answer every single one. And then on the Saturday, someone, because I probably won't be able to see, but on Saturday, <laughs> you're. Someone will put the match reaction, and we'll uh, we'll just we'll tell the people yeah. what your reaction to we the just game
1: you know. is. It's like we did today, but I forgot because yeah. we were meant to do it at the start. But I did it ten minutes in. But I'll remember to do it the first time. It don't I'll, I'll write it down or something. I'll make sure I do that. And uh, yeah, if you want to keep on contacts on our Twitter as well, that's at Saints Prime Pod. Um, we've got all the all the information, twi- uh, some answer news, highlights, stuff like that information on the podcast and uh links to you whenever the podcast goes live so make sure you stick the notifications on that as well so you'll get links to whenever it goes live you can go on there and go straight to your favorite podcasting provider but yeah it's been oh and also if, if the audio sound any better let us know because i'm in i'm in a bit of a different location today you might be able to see me uh at the start i'm in the studio running it through the desk so hopefully it should sound a little bit better if it does then uh, yeah do let us know and uh, we can try and continue to do that. If not, we'll just go back to normal. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's been me, Ollie. I've also been joined by... Harry. Mikey. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you for West Ham Preview. Uh, Keep the faith and up the Saints.